All right, we're doing a three, two, silent one, go. So, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What a do. How did we pull that out? How did the Eagles beat the Saints? <laughs> you know, the NFL is a funny place, isn't it? It, it really is, and with three of our top defensive players going out in the third quarter, pretty much. Yeah. I uh, didn't see it happening, going to be honest. I thought, blew it. I thought the collapse was nigh. <laughs> yeah, we almost blew it. <laughs> and it was almost blown. I, You know, I, I remember texting you saying the collapse has begun. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I do have to give props to Jalen Hurts. Went out there and... Uh, he played one hell of a game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He, he played really well. Uh, he played better than I expected. Uh, 106 rushing yards. Yeah, and uh, good for him, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, it's kind of bittersweet because, you know, you know how I feel about Carson and all that, that whole situation. But, uh, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that, you know, we won. I mean, I'm always happy that the Eagles won. So, um Good for him, and uh, yeah, good for the team, I guess. <laughs> I guess you you, you <laughs> yeah. don't seem very thrilled. I don't know. Like I said, it's it's I'm 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 kind of bittersweet about it, you know. Um, but you know, if he if he can continue it, then more power to him. Yeah, and like another straight week with Doug Peterson lying to the media, saying that he doesn't know who's starting, and then quite literally, the next morning. Jalen Hurts is named the starter. <laughs> um, I I see where you're coming from. It really did seem like the play calling was extraordinarily different this week. No question. It seemed like it played to the quarterback strengths, right? Right. Yep. Um, where did we not see that earlier in the season? Every single game, right? Every game. Yeah, I, I thought so. Um. I mean, it, I'm not going to complain if Hertz can play well. Yeah. But at this point in the season, I would rather – I'm going to be honest. I'd rather tank. I don't want the Cowboys to have a better pick than us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say that I don't I don't agree with you. Um, I, you I don't know, see a this way. Team, this, team, this team still has a lot of holes, and, um, you know, getting a, a better pick has a better chance of us getting a, a better player, obviously, so – uh, you know, I, I, I would have to agree with that, unfortunately. Now, but. Rodney McLeod is out with a torn ACL. He's done for the season. Yeah. Do we have any update on the Darius Slay injury? Only thing I know it's his, it's his head. Uh, so he could be concussed or, you know, it could be something other than a concussion. Um, but, uh. Hopefully he can come back soon. I don't know the details of it. I just know that he left with a with some sort of head injury. And then Avante Maddox was also out. Uh, do we have any update on him? I don't know his injury. Um, I I don't even know what like what type of injury it is. Um, so, but I haven't heard anything on him either. So, well, I mean, this game beating the Saints, who were ten and two at the time, is a pretty marvelous feat I'm, i was happy to see the eagles win although they almost blew it with a fumble at the very last minute and you know saints obviously come down and score a touchdown because uh 
were the Eagles. Right. Uh, let's move on from the Eagles because we got a lot of game recap to get into, and we'll, we'll talk more in depth about it during the bulk of the podcast. Uh, but Sixers preseason starts tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Daryl Morey's team that he put together, uh, at least the youngsters will play a little bit, so we'll get to see them in action and see if they're, uh, you know, really cream of the crop or not. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, you know, we finally get to see Ben Simmons back after his injury last year. Uh, get to see Embiid after a healthy off season, and you get to finally see some new guys, new faces. Um, and then the youngsters, like you said. So I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what, what uh, Doc Rivers does with the rotation. And I'm excited to see the young guys come out and see what they got. And then we're also going to go into uh, the Houston Rockets' insane trade offer uh, for James Harden. Uh, I, we need a whole segment to laugh at that one. <laughs> so we'll talk yeah. later. <laughs> and then finally, we have some good news, Chip. Yeah. It appears that John Middleton was tired of making an ass out of himself. So he actually <laughs> hired a competent GM and not like a nobody. Yeah. Dave Dombrowski from the Red Sox rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, they got uh, they got Dombrowski from, uh, like you said, Boston. Um, you know, that's that's a good move. Uh, I like I like what he did after that whole debacle on uh, the money situation and, and you know. Obviously, Klintak's, you know, 10 year here wasn't the best. But, uh, yeah, I like the move, and hopefully he can make some uh, make some moves for us and uh, hopefully some key re-signings, if you know what I'm saying. I, th- I think I catch you. Uh, the, the guy's name begins with a J, and uh, his last name ends with a Muto, right? It does, indeed. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were hinting at that. Yeah. Um, well, we got a pretty packed episode for once this is nice it's not just all birds right and not all negativity not all negativity yeah you know we're all stocked up and uh you know speaking is stocked up if you're looking for the ultimate stocking stuffer for this holiday season look no further because our sponsors manscaped have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. Chip, you've, I have a few questions for you, right? Yeah. First question is, were you expecting that transition? No, I was not. Uh, but you keep doing it to me, and I love it. Okay, good. I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't getting stale. Uh, the next question is, have you ever nicked your nuts with a razor? Uh, of course. I'm a male, and I have tried to uh, shave my balls in the past. Yes, and I have. And it's very painful, and I don't recommend it. It was done with a crappy straight razor or some electric razor you bought offline that didn't really work very well, right? Yes, of course. It was, you know, some, you know, cheap from like a, from like a pharmacy or, a, you know, uh, like a, a store for cheap, you know. It was a dumb move. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm not proud of it. Yeah, it's like those orange blade razors where you're like, oh my god, why did I even buy that after you do it? Because then it's like just terrible. Right. Yeah. I mean, no. the lawnmower 3.0. It, it is, it is absolutely nuts, and that is a pun. I hope you know that. Yeah. But a few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are the crop preserver, ball deodorant. The name speaks for itself. Your balls smell, so use it. The Crop Reviver Ball Toner. 
a spray-on toner that will give your balls a nice little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. Another one's the crop cleanser body wash. It's a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. So, you know, body and hair in the shower. It's the crop mop. You can use the crop mop ball wipes. You never know when an opportunity strikes. So you should always be prepared. Uh, the foot duster foot deodorant is designed to keep the stankiest feet smelling nice and fresh. The Shears 2.0 is a four-piece nail kit to keep those nails nice and clean. The Weed Whacker nose, ear, and hair trimmer, or nose and ear hair trimmer, excuse me, which provides proprietary skin-safe technology to get rid of those nasty nose hairs. And let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. You guessed it, the Lawnmower 3.0. This trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So you know these products are nice and legit. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code PHL. Well, this is for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend. Get them something that will they, they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Again, that's get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code PHL. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. I got nothing left. What you say, Chippy? Cue that rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. Talk some birds, baby. Go birds. Go freaking birds. They did it. They won a big game. But at what cost? Uh, yeah. At what cost, Chip? <laughs> yeah, it's actually not a bad way to think of it. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised as, as anyone right now. Um, the Saints. The, the Saints, the number one ranked defense currently in the NFL. They didn't look like it. No, they didn't. They they really didn't. Um, I don't know. I mean, my my only thing, my like, my only explanation is maybe you know, Jalen Hurt. I mean, obviously it's Jalen Hurts' first start, right? He hasn't played a full game since college, basically. And they had no clue what, what they were getting. So, you know, they kind of just had to, you know, guess, really, on what on what he was going to do. So maybe that's it. Uh, but um, yeah, their run defense was pitiful last night or yesterday. Uh, Miles Sanders went off, um, just continues to, you know. That was the first game in over 50 games that the Saints let up a 100-yard running back. Yep. Ain't that wild? That's crazy. I mean, most of that 100 came from an 82-yard run, if I'm not mistaken, right? It don't matter. <laughs> I guess you're right. I mean, and 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 my and this is my point. Miles Sanders is feed him a top 10 running back when you give him the ball. 
Feed him. We've been saying this for months. Feed. Feed Miles Sanders. He hungers for yards. I mean, dude, he's had three runs over 70 yards this season. That's incredible. Three runs. Why are we not feeding this man? And he and he had, a, he had like over 100 yards rushing, and he still got the ball only like 14 times. Why do we not feed this man? Dude, he needs to be getting at least 20 rushes a game. At least. He would lead the league in rushing, no doubt in my mind, if you, if you gave him the ball at least 20 times a game. Yeah. I mean, in the end, I'm going to give you a prediction of what I think is going to happen, right? Yeah. We're going to win out with Jalen Hurts, still miss the playoffs, have a crap draft pick because of it. Okay. And the Cowboys are going to take Justin Fields, probably. Mm. He's going to screw us for the next decade. And, yeah. I don't think they're taking Justin Fields. You think they're going to sign Dak? Or you think they're going to franchise tag him? Uh, They're going to bring him back, yeah. Okay. And they'll probably draft um, Patrick Sertain, who's the cornerback out of Alabama. Oh, great. Just what we need. Yeah. I mean, they should have done that last year in the first round, but, you know, of course, they screwed us over. They had to screw us first. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, You know, we actually screwed ourselves by not taking Justin Jefferson. but um, Yeah, we did. That's just me, you know. I'm. I'm not Howie Roseman. I'm not a genius, you know. Yeah, you're not. I'm not the smartest GM in the NFL. Uh, I have no ideas what the inner mechanics of a football team are. However, I know that the person who is in charge of all that and should know all that has failed miserably in the draft for the last three years. Probably more. Yeah, actually, definitely more. Just let's reflect on the last three years specifically. I mean, hey, we can. I mean, listen, Derek Barnett, first-round pick, 2017. What's he done? He's all right. And second-round pick that year, Sidney Jones. What's he done? Nothing. Uh, he's on he's the gone. Jaguars. He's on the Jaguars having a career year. Uh, Next year, Dallas Goddard. Okay, sure. You know, why not? Uh, Next year, Andre Dillard. Where's he at? Oh, wait, he's hurt. This year, Jalen Rager, what's he done? Uh, wait, oh, wait, he, he was he hurt for a hurt. while. He got hurt. <laughs> and then second he, round, Jalen Hurts. Oh, but we already had a quarterback. Weird. Yeah, now, before we get in to our conspiracy theories, we do have to congratulate Jalen Hurts for one hell of a game, man. He, he, he went out there and he really performed. Yeah, and showed that he does fit into the NFL. And, I mean, I think you're right. I think that the Saints might not have known what was coming with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So we have to give him a couple more games to really prove that that is Jalen Hurts, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that, that goes for everyone. Uh, when we were talking earlier this year, said the same thing about Justin Herbert, you know, but he looks legit too. Yeah. Uh, they're two completely different quarterbacks, but, you know, if you don't have a book on the guy, how are you supposed to study up? Right. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, you know, I, I never said that I, I hate Jalen Hurts. I just said I hate I don't him. hate Jalen Hurts. I don't hate him as a person. You know, I think he could be a decent player. Um, 
I just didn't like to pick. Obviously, it wasn't. It, we didn't. It didn't fit our team. But that being said, like you said, I do have to congratulate him. I mean, he played. He played a great game. He had over 100 yards rushing in his first game ever. Um, you know, he had some. He had some good throws. He did. Um, the, the touchdown the, pass yeah, to Alshon. On Jeffrey, even though we still hate Alshon, get him out of here. It was a good pass, uh, and Alshon Jeffrey made an adjustment, and he caught it, and it was it was a touchdown. Um, you know, he 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 made good throws. Um, he was not sacked the entire game. Uh, he did have one turnover, which was the fumble, which which was at the end of the game, which was you know it was a big it was a big play, so you got to clean that up, obviously. But no interceptions. Um, you know, from what I saw, I mean, there was you know he. he he wasn't perfect when throwing the ball, but um, he looked good. Uh, his deep ball looked pretty solid. Um, you know, all the coaches were raving that he had a great deep ball. Um, you know, obviously I need to see it in action, and, and it looked pretty good. Um, you know, I wouldn't say amazing, but it looked solid. So Yeah, um, that, that throw to Rager could have been a little more accurate. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, he was under pressure. But, right. again, he's a rookie quarterback. He's going to make mistakes. I, I completely understand that going into the game. Yeah. And yeah, hundred percent. Um, and, and so overall he played, he played well. Um, was an amazing, no, but it, it was good. Uh, he played a good game. That being said, the reason he played well is because Doug changed everything up. He made a playbook. He finally made some changes that fit a quarterback's strengths. Yep. He made changes in order for Jalen Hurts to succeed. And what have we been asking all year from this man? Why did it take a new quarterback to do that? It it if you if someone told me if someone told me in the organization like if someone who who works in the organization told me that Doug Peterson hates Carson Wentz it would not surprise me. Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you what I think happened. Okay, heading into this season, Doug and Carson were uh, getting a playbook together, talking, blah blah blah. Doug showing Carson the plays that they're coming up with, and they're going to. Uh, you know, use in upcoming games. And Carson was like, these aren't going to work. Doug was like, oh, yeah? I'm going to make them worse now because you're insulting me. And then Doug was like, I'm going to make it my life mission to tank your career and make everyone in this city hate you. And he has done a damn good job of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened. I really don't. Um, but the fact that you have a franchise quarterback who you're paying over $100 million to and you're not playing to the man's strengths, just, just it, it, it's, it's asinine. I mean, it, it, even, even the best of the best quarterbacks, their coaches do that. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, the list goes on. Kyler, even Kyler Murray's having a good year. The reason they are doing that is their, their coaches adjust to their playing style in order for them to succeed. It's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not a hard thing to do. You know what his strengths are. Now play, play call the game in order to fit 
what he does best. It's that simple. You know what he does. Now call the game appropriately. But he never did. Went struggled. And now a new quarterback comes in. And then he decides to change everything up. You can't tell me there's some, there's not something going on there. You can't tell me. Well, here is my other conspiracy theory. Right, so Howie is like, well, crap, Doug. I'm going to look like a huge ass in front of this whole entire city, and they're going to be calling for my job. What do we do? Now, this is a separate conspiracy. I'm just saying. I, yeah. I do enjoy conspiracies, especially in sports. Yeah, you do. Howie was like, well, what do we do? And Doug was like, well, if you're really worried about losing your job, then uh, we can uh, – sabotage Carson Wentz and he was just like well that'd make me look like a gosh darn genius let's do it Doug let's ruin yeah, his career ruin I, this man's family and ruin this man's hope at ever returning to an elite level quarterback all because I'm too incompetent to take a draft need that we actually need yeah uh, I mean first of all <laughs> I mean you're telling me how that the year we need a quarterback because our quarterback is struggling so badly we take one. Uh, we we take a quarterback before our quarterback starts struggling. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's, it's there's not. It, yeah. It's not a coincidence at this point. It, it yeah, just can't I mean, be. the thing that that confuses me though is how he drafted Wentz too, though, and he traded he traded up to get him. Like he traded away all those assets to go up and get Carson Wentz at number two in 2016. Yeah, but also, and then four years later, you draft someone else. Also, that was before we won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Yeah, but who got you there? He doesn't you know, say it that way. I, 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 I guess he doesn't. I guess he doesn't say it that way. He's like, oh, Carson won, Carson won us 12 games, but we won the Super Bowl with another guy. Like, it doesn't make sense. You don't get there without Carson Wentz. I, I don't know what's going on, though. I, I really don't. There, there has to be something going on. With with Howie, Doug, and Carson. There has to be. I just don't think it's humanly possible for a quarterback to digress as much as Carson has. No, it's not. It's, and it's not. It, 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 it can't just be him. It can't be. Yeah, but, like, he hasn't been playing well this year, and he did deserve of to be course. benched. I yes, give him that. Of course he has. Of course he has. He hasn't, he hasn't played well. We all know that. But it's not just him, though. It's not. It can't be. I mean, we we've said it, you know. We we've we've gone over what we think and what I mean, what we for for weeks and weeks and weeks, people were asking Doug, why don't you change the play calling? And he's like, oh, you know, I think it's a great, you know. I mean, I make fun of it every, I make fun of it every week. I mean, th there's no way that a competent human <laughs> like Doug Peterson is not would change the play calling. There has to be another reason for why he he didn't do it. You know, I, I, I'm not going to continue the conspiracy. I, I like conspiracies and all, but I really don't think that, that uh, that's what happened there. You know, I, I just feel like Carson didn't play up to his fullest potential. I also don't feel like Doug gave him the best opportunity, but an elite quarterback would have seized one anyway. That's why he was benched. I guess, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I still don't... Not hero ball. 
Yeah, no, not that. I, it's but just, would have found open receivers, would have done something more, wouldn't have thrown so many interceptions, wouldn't have struggled so much. The mechanics are a problem, too. I, I, I really think that the biggest issue with Carson Wentz was the loss of Frank Reich, and it was the loss of John Filippo. as much as they don't want to admit it. When yeah. you change up an offense that drastically from that successful of a season, you know, 2017 was one hell of a year for that guy. Yeah. Near MVP if he didn't get hurt. Most likely the MVP if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. You can't take away two core pieces of that and tell me that that's why – that's not why he struggled. Yeah, I, I, I agree. We uh, also obviously see that Doug hasn't really coached Wentz very well. Not at all. Not at all. You know, I, I don't even know who – I don't know who the quarterback's coach is now, but, you know, like you said, ever since ever since Rake and, and DiFilippo um, – Whoever the quarterback coach has been or is now has done nothing to try and prove Carson Wentz at all. Um, it's just like go, going back to the whole, you know, even I think even, you know, any 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 guy you throw would throw in a system like that would struggle. Like if, if if even if even if someone like uh someone like Aaron Rodgers, if we had Aaron Rodgers right, and Doug Peterson was calling the plays that he called for Wentz, Rodgers would not be the same guy at all. Hmm, you're right. So you know. It's it's not it's not just him. Like and yes, Wentz has played poorly. But you throw anyone else in there, they're also going to play bad because you're not he, the coach is not playing to their strengths. The receivers are never open. It, it just bad, horrible, horrible play calling. I mean, I think if you put anyone back there, they're going to struggle. Anyone back at the quarterback position? Yeah. And how did Jalen Hurts do so well? Because he changed the whole play, he changed his whole playbook for him. <sighs> if you if you throw Aaron Rodgers into the Eagles into into the Eagles play calling when Wentz was in there, he struggles too. If you call the same place for Jalen Hurts, we're saying, all right, see you later. Go back to Carson. But mm. no. Doug Peterson waited until Carson Wentz was benched to finally change the play call. Because he knows that Jalen Hurts is good outside the pocket. He knows strengths. So he called the game accordingly. Did he do that with Wentz all year? No. Why not? Um, 
unfathomable hatred for someone for no reason or something that happened behind the scenes that none of us know about? Has to be. It, it, it honestly has to be. Like I said, y- you can't tell me that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, everyone, literally everyone, was telling Doug to 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 change the play calling to fit Carson Wentz's play style, and he did nothing. Why? I, you know, it, it's kind of annoying, and, and we should it be celebrating. We should be celebrating Jalen Hurts's play. It's so annoying, but it's evident. It's not even like, okay, Hertz played okay, uh, kind of getting adjusted. Like, the whole scheme was changed. Yep. The, the offense entire, had momentum. Yep. It was moving. Exactly. The entirety of the scheme was changed. And and the reason it is so frustrating is because we've seen how good Carson Wentz can be. And now, his like, we've seen his decline and decline and decline. Like how but Carson Wentz's how, jersey how was the first jersey I bought good. since Westbrook. How how was a player that good, MVP caliber, fallen this low? You how did a player that just, good who brought Walmart yeah. cashiers to a playoff exactly and would have won if he didn't get a concussion? Yep, exactly. Fall this far this soon? It's not just him, man. And and for the people who think it's just Wentz, you're wrong. For the people who think it's just Wentz, it's like the Foles people who never right. moved off of Foles. Right. And, and, like, you look at Foles, like, Foles brought a championship to the city, right? He won that game. Yeah. But every other place he's been, what has he done? Nothing. He's been mediocre. Yeah. He's played like a backup quarterback. Yep. That is my problem. Yep. The the people who are the loudest have always been the Foles, the Foles people. Yep. And the and, Foles and Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Like Doug, Doug changes everything in order to fit Nick Foles. That's the reason he succeeded. But when Wentz goes well, back there, we saw so much RPO under Nick Foles. You know, we right. don't really see all that under Wentz. Yeah, and when during during the 2017 season, we saw plenty of that with Wentz. But then in 2018, 2019, and now. We see none of that anymore. Doug really considers Carson to be a pocket-only passer, and we know Carson's strength is outside of the pocket. Yep, no question. Now, I I was reading reports, and it was just like, oh, Jalen Hurts was way more mobile than Carson, and it's like, well, if Doug's putting you in the pocket and your offensive line is about as good as a, what, two seconds, uh, how are you supposed to move? Yeah, I mean (laughs) – Listen, is Jalen Hurts, you know, a better athlete than Wentz? I guess. But it's not like Carson Wentz can't run. (laughs) Like, he can. He can get outside the pocket. And we've seen it when he is outside the pocket, how good he can be. But he doesn't design plays for him like that. He's so fixated on Carson Wentz being this, oh, this great pocket passer. You know, he's such a, he, he can, you know, he can make something out of nothing. No, he can't. He's a guy. You know what he's good at. Hmm. And and nothing. And, you know, if, if we, you know, if we trade him or someone wants, you know, to take on his deal, um, you're going to see how good he can be. You are. 
You know, you've been saying Indianapolis, you know, Indianapolis would be a perfect fit for him, I think. Obviously, because Frank Reich is there. But if he goes to Indianapolis, he's going to thrive. He is. And there's no doubt in my mind. Because Frank Reich knows how to coach a quarterback. So, with that being said, Carson Wentz, again, is going to go to Indianapolis and win two Super Bowls. Yep. It's my bold take of the decade, and I really think it's going to happen. Whether it's this year or it's a year from now. I do, too. It's going to happen. Even if it's not Indianapolis, though. He's going to go somewhere, and he's going to, he's going to win. No, he's going to go to Indianapolis. I, I, I have never felt this strongly about a premonition. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect fit, dude. It's a perfect fit. Philip uh, Rivers the- is 100 years old. He's going to be gone next year. You know, Andrew Luck's contract is done. They have money. Why not take on that contract and go win? You have a great defense. Your offensive line's fantastic. You know, you have some good weapons. Why not? Yeah, man. You couldn't and, have said that any if, if that happens, the Eagles should be disgusted with themselves. And, and with the resurgence of T.Y. Hilton. Yep. I mean, good God. I mean, dude, they already have some old Eagles on that team. They have they, they, Trey Burton. I mean, that might be it, but they I think they have someone else. I forget. But, um, you know, they have some good weapons. T.Y. Hilton still, is still not bad. They drafted Michael Pittman Jr. last year. He, he looks pretty solid. Um, Zach Pascal is a decent receiver. Uh, they have Jonathan Taylor, you know, at running back. He had a fantastic game yesterday. Their backup, Naheem Hines, you know, he, he, you know, he's like a, like a smaller Austin Eckler kind of running back. You know, they have, they have good weapons. Their offensive line is arguably the best in the league. They've arguably the best guard in the NFL in Quentin Nelson. Their defense has played fantastically this year. I mean, the, the only thing they're missing is a guy to replace Philip Rivers. I... But how am I to be happy with a hundred and thirty million dollar contract sitting on the bench, riding the pine? Yeah, no, you, you can't be. You can't be. I now, mean, the fact this... of the matter is, is Wentz is going to be on the bench for the rest of the season, most likely, unless Wentz or unless Hurts, you know, collapses like a lawn chair. But now, again, is this also them showcasing Jalen Hurts to potentially trade him? That could be it, too. That could be it. Um, because you could – Wentz has struggled, and I would say a lot of it has been mechanical. His mechanics are awful. There's just something off. Yeah. I I think that the only way – and hear me out here. The only way for Carson to succeed in this city, you got to fire all the coaches. You just got to get them out. <laughs> yeah. They got to yes. go. Yeah, they do. They, get you, rid you're of, absolutely right. You, you fire need, Doug. Yeah. Fire the offensive senior offensive consultants. Yeah. Fire, um, I mean, fire I, everyone. I, I hate to say Deuce, but sorry, bud. You're part of it. Deuce. Yeah, honestly, I, I mean, I, you know, a lot of people are saying Deuce for, for offensive coordinator. No, I, I don't want Deuce Staley as your offensive coordinator. Why? Dude, I, I mean, I'll he, be honest. I would take I would take Dan Orlovsky in a minute. Oh, oh, I'm, oh, my God. I would, too. I don't know why. They interviewed him and didn't. He wanted to yeah. just be the offensive coordinator. He didn't want to be a part of the committee, so he said no, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Oh, my God. I would love I would love to have Dan Orlovsky. I would love that. All of his analysis that I watch, people give him a bunch of crap, but I'm like, okay, he's right, though. He's 
spot on. He, he knows, dude, he knows Carson. He really does. He is spot on when it comes to Carson Wentz, man. And, like, every single thing, he's just like, okay, well, this one's on Carson. And then let me go to the next right. three that you think are on Carson and aren't. Right. Exactly. Like, like, he doesn't He doesn't just say, you know, oh, it's not all Carson's fault. No, he, he he'll admit when it actually is Carson's fault. But then he shows you why. And then when it's actually not Carson's fault, he shows you why. It's like he he's spot on. It's it, yeah, he, he should have been a hundred percent he should have been hired. No question in my mind. It's all because Doug didn't want to give away the play caller. Yeah, he didn't he didn't yeah, exactly. I think yeah, Dan Orlowski wanted to be the play caller and Doug was like, No. It's me. I'm gonna play call. And then when Wentz goes out there, I'm not gonna change anything for him. Like I, I don't get it. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. The the, the whole the, the whole coaching staff needs to go. And with that being said, hashtag fire Doug. Yeah, honestly. honestly I'm on the train. Yeah. I want the enemy in. I want Orlovsky as OC. Yep. I want Jim Schwartz to get on the furthest train out of town. Yep. I want him to go to Amsterdam and do whatever people do in Amsterdam and just stay there. Get get Howie out of here, man. Howie, if Howie gets fired, I'm immediately placing him on the island. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. First, second, if they hire someone to be in charge of talent, like someone to you know draft instead of him, yeah. okay, he can, he can stay to restructure contracts, but that's it. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, and I've been saying that for months. I, I you know, if they fire Howie fine but if you don't you, you gotta go get someone to draft Just, like that's their that's purely their job is to draft and then when it's not draft season you're scouting players that's what you do and you know but if, if how he goes then you got to get someone who knows how to draft honestly <laughs> like you, you, you can't know, but the eagles beat con- the saints and we are complaining why is why does this not feel like I yeah. why am I not happy? Yeah, it, it, like I said at the beginning of this spot, it's bittersweet. It really is, and I'm probably more bitter than sweet, honestly, because I and, and like like we said, we we probably didn't want to win that game because <laughs> we need a better draft pick. So, you know, uh, am I am I happy for them? Yeah, am I happy that they finally gave Sanders the ball? Absolutely. Am I finally you know am I happy that um, you know, Jalen Rager had a few catches. Yes. But am I happy that they won? Yes and no, honestly. No, because of the draft. Um, again, yeah. I said it earlier. I think they're going to win out. And I think that our draft pick is going to be squandered. Yeah. And I think Howie Roseman's going to take a third quarterback in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And then we're going to bench Jalen Hurts. Yeah, we were at six before the game yesterday, and we dropped down to nine. I just saw on on uh, Bleacher Report. So if we keep winning, man, that's it. It's only going to keep falling and falling. But uh, I think we could lose to Arizona next week, honestly. Um, you know, they – I mean, they haven't played well recently, but uh, we've always just struggled against mobile quarterbacks, and Kyler, Kyler Murray's, you know, as mobile as they come. So, yeah, Kyler though? Murray's actually falling off a cliff. That, yeah. That's an, that's he, also he, another pun. Yeah, he's played poorly. <laughs> he has played really. He the last three games. I know this because I have him fantasy, but uh, he's played. He's not played well at all. 
Um, but who knows? Cliff Kingsbury now? and him, I don't think they're on the same page right now. It just doesn't look like it. But again, and, you know, this goes back to the whole Doug thing. But you've seen Cliff Kingsbury, you know, when, when Kyler Murray was on, he was on. And you see, you know, you see the play calling favor Kyler Murray with Cliff Kingsbury. Like, that's, that's, just, that's just how it works. When you have a good quarterback, you, play the, you, 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 you make the play calling in order to fit what they do best. Right. And, like, every tree has a root. And when you look at a playbook, the quarterback is the root of that playbook. Yep. You have to – the tree builds itself off of those roots. Yep. And if you're not using the strength – of the roots to build the offense off of, yep. you're going to fall. You're going to fall over timber. Yep. You're going to lose, and you're going to be in the NFC beast. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Washington I mean, football team is in that top of the division, by the way. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It is. It's it's insane how how bad this division is. Uh, but going back to what you said, um, you know, you, you have to let the quarterback have a say in the playoffs. I mean, he's the guy that's going out there and, 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 you know, doing it. So, you know, I'm not sure if Doug let Carson, you know, in on, on the, on the playbook or whatever, but yeah, that's what you got to do. I mean, he has to have a say, he's the guy going out and doing it. So if Doug didn't do that either, that's just, you know, another thing to add onto the list on why he should be gone. Again, fire Doug. Yeah. Just clean house. And and it and it hurts for me to say that honestly, because I mean, you know, obviously Doug was here when he he led us to a Super Bowl. But you know, you're seeing it now. It's just how how bad it is right now. It's crazy. Like we we you know we won the Super Bowl three four like three years ago now, and and that quickly you're seeing you're seeing everyone. You know, that's it. We want Doug out of here. And it's sad. But I think well, I'm, I, I'm I just can't take the goddamn press conferences anymore. Uh, I'm sick I, and tired of his I, smug, cocky ass attitude yep. going out there every single weekend talking to us like we're friggin' morons. Yep. Exactly. Dude, you're friggin' four, eight, and one. You lost, you, you tied the Bengals. Yep. Who do you think you're talking to? Oh, you know, I won a Super Bowl. Look at that Lombardi trophy behind me. Yeah, yeah look at how far yep. from Greece you've fallen, you ass clown. You're Shit. exactly right. Sorry you're, for you're rambling there, and no, I keep dude, cursing, but it's like, dude, like, so I, like I am offended yep. at the way it's this dude talks to the reporters and talks to us. You're absolutely right. It's, it's very – it's so frustrating because we know what the problem is. And him going up there after a loss, mind you, and getting frustrated with the with the questions, like, dude, you just lost you just lost to the Giants, who suck, and you're gonna come up to the press conference and be angry with the reporters who are asking questions. Like, no, dude, that's your fault. Now answer our questions and tell us why. And like, we we want to keep going into like, yeah, the Phillies franchise has been making an embarrassment out of themselves. No, this entire season, the Eagles franchise has made an embarrassment out of itself. They should be ashamed. They should be embarrassed. And they shouldn't be happy with what they've done. First of all, do they think that the fans are idiots? Right. Apparently. Yeah. We're, we're watching this game and it's like, huh, you know. Everything's different. 
why is that? Oh, oh, you decided to change it up a little bit. Why were the same plays called for, like, what, nine consecutive weeks? And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Boom. Momentum. Yeah. I, I And I, yeah, you're, you're right. Why is it that every single time a reporter asks you a valid question, he you got to have a cocky gets, remark with it? Yep. He gets frustrated and then he, you know, he comes up with something to try and not, you know, to, to, to the, to bounce the question, like to bounce the question away and yeah, try to. He ducks it every single yeah. time. Oh, he you know, we just got to go out there and play better. Yep. I am sick and tired of that. Yep. Tell me why you're playing horribly. What happened? If you're a coach in the NFL, you should know exactly what went wrong with each play. Give me an example of a play that you drew up that looked really good on paper that was just poorly executed. Who poorly executed it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, another example is, you know, when listen, when Mike Tomlin, when they lost to Washington last week, I think it was, when Pittsburgh did, in the press conference, someone goes, uh, you know, because they they had a drop, they had a lot of drop passes. So someone asked Mike Tomlin, they go, so uh, what are you, you know, how are you going to address the uh, the drop passes? He he, Mike Tomlin literally says, if our receivers can't catch the ball, they will not play. That's it. Have you ever heard Doug Peterson say that? Ever? Uh, no, uh, no, because Alshon Jeffrey's still on the team. Exactly. Uh, because they had Nelson Aguilar for five years. Who was killing it? Who is now killing it because they misused them, which is a whole other topic, but we're not going to get into that. But have you, have you ever heard Doug Peterson put accountability on his players? No. But, but like you hear when I'm talking about how Doug Peterson's talking to us and I go off just getting angry at how you're just clearly disrespecting a the media who the sports media is there to convey the information to us, the fan base, right? Yeah. When you're disrespecting them, you are henceforward like therefore disrespecting us. Yep. Why are you doing that to a fan base that is known yep. for animosity? Mm-hmm. For hatred. Yep. And for being very critical. Absolutely. You're not Listen, making any friends, and we what, will call you out, and we will yeah. send you out of town in a minute. And yep. by that, look at what happened with Andy Reid. Did you think uh, – I didn't think he was going anywhere until what happened. The fan base yep. was like, he got to go. Yep. You're, Dude, you're still on the hot seat, buddy. When you well, sign a contract – to come to Philadelphia, you should know what you're getting into. And that's not a bad thing. You should know how passionate we are as fans. You should know how critical we are as fans. And honestly, you should know how much we know about the sport. Because there's a, there's a lot of dumb people out there, don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of people who know what they're talking about here. I mean, you know, we see on we, we hear it on sports radio. There's a lot of guys on sports radio who know what they're talking about. And like 
whatever that guy from the Sixers uh, heck said about, uh, oh, you know, uh, more than blue collar. No, 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 no. Philadelphia is blue collar. And the reason the Eagles mean so much to them is because the Eagles are a way of life for them. You know, the Eagles are a nice getaway from the everyday strife of work. The Eagles are where they look forward to every single year. And it's things like this. How does the organization pay back the fan base that invests so much time, passion? That anger literally is passion. You know, it is. When you have a fan base willing to throw batteries at Santa Claus over something, I mean, pretty sure they did it for a reason. I mean, dude, listen, and it even like as funny as it sounds, we're just two guys talking about it on a podcast. Like, this is how passionate we we we, we don't get paid for this, okay? We just do it because we love it. We love talking about how much we love our sports teams. Do you see that anywhere else, really? Like maybe, you know, maybe like the bigger cities in L.A. or, or New York or whatever. But Philadelphia, there, there's so many people who just love their sports teams. And, you know, when they play poorly, they're going to get upset because they've invested so much time and and they just the love for the team is so like it's so big that when they struggle, you feel it as a fan. And that's just how much we appreciate and love our sports teams. And when, like we said, like I said, when I when they struggle, we get angry because we're passionate about the team. But you don't, really, us, you don't really see that anywhere else. But when a head coach is treating us like a couple of mooks, right? Exactly. You're gonna you're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it from the fans. That that's the thing I can't stand. I don't remember that previously from Doug. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the ego got inflated. Yo. Yeah. You, you can't, it, you can't, you can't, like, after after a bad performance, you can't just come up to the press conference and, and you know, you know, expect to, you know, get away easy. You know, we're going to, we're going to ask you the questions and you got to answer them. Well, and, like, I'm going to give you another example, right? The reason why I think Doug Peterson's a hypocrite. And, okay, so you look at the Vikings this weekend, right? Dan Bailey missed how many kicks? Yeah, like three or four. Jake Elliott has been crap this year. Terrible. I don't know how he's still on the roster. Yeah, he's terrible. So Doug Peterson comes out and said he still has the utmost respect for Jake Elliott and uh, thinks that he can still perform well. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Then why don't you have that same thing for Carson, huh? Yep. You see what I mean? Like, if a kicker's going out there and just missing left and right, which he has all year long. Yep. You have more faith in your kicker than the franchise quarterback you have $138 million invested in? Yep, exactly. And $34 million of dead cap space if you have to cut him or trade him? (laughs) So, and again, uh, this is going back to Dan Bailey, too. Uh, Mike Zimmer uh, came out and said, at this point, I don't care about feelings. Yep. When it comes when a question came about his kicker, he's like he was yeah. horrible. Yeah, that's what a head coach should do. If you play poorly exactly. out there, yeah, you have to say, yeah, he's got to go out there and like actually play better. This yep. happened when this should have happened, and that was his execution that screwed up that play. And if Doug has come out there and said these plays that were designed for Carson, it was his fault. 
because he didn't do this and the play said to do this. Yep. That's a complete different story. Exactly. But the only thing I keep hearing is, oh, you know, he's just got to go out there and play better. Yep. What does that mean, man? Right. You're not telling us what went wrong. And that and that leads me to believe that it's on him. All right. Well, now, we, we've gone off the rails with this one. Yeah, and it's it's just so frustrating. Like he 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 never holds guys accountable. Never. Unless it's Carson like Wentz. Right. Exactly. Now, but let's when, shift away from this. But real quick. But when you know when someone when someone else does poorly. He never, never says, you know, it's on them. Never. That's what you got to do as a coach, man. Because when when he does that and the player hears that, that tells the player, I got to be better. But when the, the head coach goes, oh, we just got to play a better team, he's not putting blame on anyone. So, you know, the players don't know what to do. They're just gonna like, oh, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing then. Like, no. Hold people accountable. 100% agree with you, and I'm ready to move on from this part because we have a couple more things Eagles related to get into, and we chewed up a ton of time. That was, yeah, sorry, but we're just, again, we're just, we're, we're passionate Eagles fans, and that's what you got to expect, so. So the second thing is Miles Sanders, incredible. Yeah. He needs to keep it up. That run was majestic, and. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. When. When Wentz is in there, he gets the ball four times. When Hurts is in there, he gets the ball 14 times. Like, how does it make sense? It doesn't. But whatever. I mean, listen, he finally got the ball, you know, and he, he, he every man. time he gets the ball, yeah, he, he just continues to show why he's a top 10 running back in the league, in my opinion. I agree. Not higher. And then the third thing, J- Jalen Hurts did really well. No disrespect to him whatsoever. No, there's he, no he disrespect. There's no hatred for for Jalen Hurts. Um, no, I, I I like Jalen Hurts. I, I th- yeah. like I I told you this when he got drafted. I was like, I think Jalen Hurts is a great pick, like a, a great not not pick at the time, but like a great player who definitely is going to have an NFL career. But why here? Right. Exactly. And yep. I don't want to kick the dude out of town. I'm not kicking the dude out of town. I, you know, we got him. We got to roll with him. You know, part of the crew at this point. But yep, he he played really well, man. Like, like I said I, earlier, um, uh, his you know he he obviously he ran for over 100 yards, which was fantastic. Um, you know he threw the ball decently well, in my opinion. Um, and he just you know he 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 managed the game really well, and he he did he he played he played well. And I'm kind of saying well a lot, so my apologies, but yep. And with that, we break the huddle. Feed Sanders. That was one hell of a bird's talk, man. That was really long. This is going to be a long time. Um, So let's talk Sixers real quick. Not really much going on here. Um, Their season starts tomorrow. Well, not another preseason, excuse me. Preseason preseason starts tomorrow. We're going to see a lot of talent showcased. How are you feeling about it? I'm excited, man. I really am. 
Um, I'm excited to see Ben back after that after that knee injury uh, or knee cap injury. Uh, I'm excited to see Embiid, see what he see what he uh, see what he you know looks like after the offseason. and I'm excited to see the new additions: uh, Danny Green, Seth Curry, Dwight Howard, uh, you know, among others. And I'm excited to see the rookies like uh, like Tyrese Maxey. I'm excited. And also, I'm excited to see, you know, how Doc Rivers, um, you know, does his rotations. Um, you know, what 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 kind of rotations you're going to throw out there. You know, who's going to play where and stuff. So, um, I'm excited for the Sixers, man. Me too. Yeah. I have shifted my focus from being angry at the Eagles to being <laughs> excited for the Sixers. And Daryl. Listen, man, Keep I'm really happy with the moves that you made, but you know what yeah. that means you've done? You gone and got me excited. <laughs> and what happens uh, when yeah. a team that gets me excited lets me down? Yeah, it's never a good sign. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and that's really that. Now the <laughs> the next thing, what we'll have more Sixers next week because we'll actually no 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 no. There's one more Sixers thing. There's one more Sixers thing. Oh, the Rockets asked for three first round picks and Ben Simmons for James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are idiots. If you think that that's going to happen, no. Nah. Man, you got some nerve. <laughs> Keep Ben Simmons and your three first-round picks at that point. Yeah, the team seems like it's got some pretty good chemistry going into it. I don't yep. want that all jammed up by James Harden. He seems like he's kind of a toolkit, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We don't yeah. need him. No, I, we I, don't. He's right a now, good talent. I'm not going to say no to him, but do we need him? Yeah. Not for that. Um, you know, I think the plan is, uh, you know, see how this team plays well or plays together. And uh, and then, you know, at the deadline, you know, you make moves accordingly. Um, if this team plays horribly, then, you know, maybe you maybe you look at something like that. But um, I really don't see, you know, this team performing that poorly the team is uh, built a lot better than last year yeah. i don't see the team and, performing that poorly I, I see them in the top four of the division and that's fine yeah i, I agree um so let's we'll see how it goes and uh but yeah that was just uh that was just a dumb i mean you know we, we've already you know darren moore's come already come out and say we're not training ben simmons and then you offer something like that yeah get 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 real and that was Sixers talk this week. Yeah. Real quick, you know, nothing nothing too much. Yeah. Now, here goes what we do. We talk Phillies. John yeah. Middleton made a smart move. He hired Dave Dombrowski, who reports directly to him. Yeah. No McPhail is middleman. Nope. That's fantastic, ain't it? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good move, man. Um, 
you know, he's done some great work with the Red Sox. Um, and, uh, you know, bringing him over was just a good move. Uh, you know, in his press conference, he said it's not it's not a rebuild, it's a retooling. And he's absolutely right. I mean, we have some good players on this team, uh, you know, but we're not there yet, obviously. There's, there's still a lot of holes that we need to fill, and um, I think this is the perfect guy to do it. You know, I think it is. And sign JT. And keep Bryce happy. Yeah. Bryce literally did an interview today saying how much he wants to keep JT around. If your best player is doing interviews and press conferences telling you how much he wants JT to keep stay around. Then go out and do it. So, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. The Phillies lost, what, like $16 trillion in this offseason? <laughs> they lost. I, I thought they lost more than the national debt, from what no, I understand. They, they lost just as much as any other team. What, okay. $82 trillion? No. $100 million or something, whatever it was. $600 trillion? Not $2 billion. Quadrillion? Hundred million. Now, yes, Sorry. that's a lot, but everyone else is dealing with the same thing. Oh yeah, no, I'm 100 percent with you there. I I think that I was kidding, by the way. Um, I just don't think. I don't think he read the room right. I think he's like, oh yeah, they'll definitely be fine if I tell them how much I lost. And it's like, dude, you're a billionaire. What the hell do you care? Right. Like, dude, you're going to make the money back. It's not like your bank account's going to not like your first off. It's not like your bank account's negative. And second off, it's not like it's going to be there forever, even if it is like, dude. Yeah. I mean, eventually this pandemic is going to be over. You're going to be making money again. So like, the vaccine dude, comes out like it has been, uh, you know, I'm pretty yeah. sure that uh, it, it just got FDA approved a couple days ago and they're already distributing it. I think we're so, going to be fine for uh, baseball season next year. I'm just. Yeah. I mean, you know, it. it a lot of people are probably going to be getting it by the end of like the beginning of the season. But like, dude, I think once the season starts up, you should be fine for the most part. So you're going to be making money again. And you want people to come to your stadium again. So you better sign some good players. And that was Philly's talk. Indeed. <laughs> it's pretty simple. I mean, that, even I can do it. Come on now. And on that note, I think we've reached our destination for the day, Chip. Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, that was uh, 45 minutes of Eagles anger, frustration, <laughs> and about 10 minutes of the rest. <sighs> so, I mean, as the Phillies continue to make moves, we're going to update you with them. As the Sixers preseason progresses, we're going to see what's going on there. You know, there's just not much other going, much else going on other than football. Yeah. So we would like to thank you for listening to the Bandwagon Podcast. Uh, go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. There you can find us on Anchor. You can also find us on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google, wherever podcasts are available. We're most likely there. If we're not, please shoot us an email at phlbandwagon at gmail.com, and we will definitely put in to be on more platforms. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at PHL Ryan Michaels at phl chip tiernan for chris and 
Yeah, man. Uh, we're also on Facebook at PHL the Bandwagon, and that Insta going to be straight up honest with you. It's coming. It's, it's going to be here soon. It's really <laughs> going to be. Maybe by the new year. Maybe by uh, the new yeah. year. Uh, maybe, maybe by yeah, the new New Year's resolution. Uh, actually, yeah. create an Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's really about it. We'll see you at the next stop. Go birds. Go birds. Can't believe we won. We won. How did we win? Uh, hatred. What What is the NFL, dude? I really don't understand it. I, I don't get it either, man. I, I just kind of roll with it at this point. Ride yeah. the wave. Yeah.